Well, hey there, everyone. This is Dave Dubow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Mr. Dave Dinkle. Dave, how are you doing today? Doing great. All right. Dave, where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from South Florida. Beautiful South Florida. Well, that's great. Your weather's a heck of a lot better than it is up here. And for those of you who haven't met Dave or heard from Dave before, he's a very, very experienced real estate entrepreneur. He's been investing since 1975, and he knows a heck of a lot about wholesaling properties. So Dave, how approximately how many deals have you done since 1975? Well, over 5,000. I, I, I haven't counted after 5,000. <laughs> We're doing 1,200 a year now, so oh, it's, my goodness. I don't have any idea anymore. All right, so if you want to know about wholesaling, this is definitely the gentleman to, to be listening to. So again, Dave, as I mentioned, a lot of our listeners, we do have some listeners in the United States. A lot of our listeners are in Canada. So you guys, as you're listening to this, if you hear some American references, that's fine. Just understand that wholesaling, the concept works just as well here in Canada as it does in the States. So first of all, Dave, again, welcome for being on the call. Thank and you. If you don't mind, if we just start out with it, what is your definition of wholesaling? Wholesaling is putting a property under contract and then reselling the property. In some states that requires reselling the contract. But typically what you're going to do is have an A to B transaction and a B to C. I prefer they close the same day. Mm -hmm. Simultaneous close, yeah. Simultaneous or double closing and that's pretty much it. I mean, it's very, very simple once you understand uh, the gymnastics of it, I'm gonna say. Yeah, so bottom line, what you're doing is you're finding a property, ideally you're getting a deal on that, getting it under, under market value, then you turn around, you find somebody else who wants to buy that property and you sell them the right to purchase that property and you make a profit sure. on the difference in prices, on the spread in the prices. Yeah. All right, very good. Dave, how did you first get started in real estate back in 75? Well, there was no one else. Uh, and what we had to do, I was interested in larger profits. I, I was a chemical engineer. I got into the stock brokerage business and I loved the liquidity of it, but I didn't like the unknown. And when I looked at real estate, I could see a physical asset, evaluate it, so that, but there was no wholesaling. All I could do is rehab. So Nan and I rehabbed for probably 25 years. And the only thing I didn't like about it initially was I can't sell it fast enough. Yeah. Buyers are picky. It was just a pain in the neck. Yeah. So I developed a, a round robin auction system I called FISBO Power Selling System. And it brings in anywhere from 50 to 200 people in what normally would be called an open house, but it's not. And the people bid against themselves and ultimately it sells for more than you can get an appraisal. So you qualify the people how much of a down payment do you have? The guy with the biggest down payment gets it because you don't have to worry about appraisals. Because we were only rehabbing about three to five deals a year, I expanded that philosophy, I'm gonna say, into a lot of the people that came in said, I can't afford it, I don't have good credit. So my comment was, if you're willing to buy a house, I will repair your credit free. Now what free means is you're gonna pay for it, but at the closing of my next rehab, I give you all the money back for it. So what I did is I built a pipeline of about 30 to 60 people in credit restoration. And as soon as I could finish a house, I could crank them out. So we went from 
up to 30 to 50 a year, up to 100 a year. Doing and rehabs? Rehabs, yeah, wow. strictly rehabs. There was no wholesale. Got it. Uh, and after a certain amount of time, we had three construction crews, three different counties. Nan and I said, too many moving parts and too much risk financially in terms of liability. So we started to look at, we made $56,000 net profits on rehabs, but 35,000 on wholesaling. And I said to her, this is not a big decision. We do two of those, they only take a week or two, whereas we have three to six months involved in rehab. Right. We started just wholesaling. And the key to our success in wholesaling, as I tell all my students, the bigger your buyer's list, the more money you're going to make. Well, that makes sense. That de yeah. definitely makes sense. All right, so you've gone to the transition from doing rehabs, and then you got into creatively filling the, the buyer's list for those, and then you, what did you, did you stumble into wholesaling, or how did that come about? I had other investors coming to me and saying, they were rehabbers, do you have any other properties? Wow. And because we had kind of an ongoing prospecting mode, we would get properties that we couldn't rehab, just didn't have enough capability. So I said, yeah. And I realized, whoa, this is really pretty good. Don't have to patch, paint them, do anything else. Let's pass them right along. And then we just shifted over into strictly wholesaling. Well, I'm familiar with wholesaling, Dave, but a $35,000 spread on a wholesale deal is a lot more than what I'm, I'm used to hearing about. So how are you able to get that big of a spread? Are you just an amazing negotiator and able to Get it way, way, way under market value. I just did a uh, what I call a 30-day challenge, a little video. It's on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, put in Dave Dinkel, D-I-N-K-E-L, it'll come up. And the reason I did the video was because a lot of people were saying to me, there are no listed deals. And I have an axiom. If it's been on the MLS for more than five days, it's not a deal. But it can be made into a deal. So I picked 30 deals, which took 24 days to finish. Half of them were listed, half of them weren't. Uh, the average profit on listed deals was 28000 This is net profit after, you know, all costs. On unlisted deals, direct with sellers, it was 32000 Wow. So your question is, how do we do that? We have a technique of negotiating that ultimately brings us larger profits. If somebody comes to me and says, I, I can make $2,000 on this assignment, you can't make a living doing that. You have to learn how to expand your profit margins. And there's a lot in it. That's what I yeah, teach. No, I obviously can't explain the whole thing, but I guess, well, there you go. So maybe I'm confusing assignments with wholesaling. So what would be the difference? Assignments, you don't make any money in assignments. I mean, that's, if you want bird dogs, you talk to them about doing assignments and you send them out there. And now what you have to learn how to do is make spreads. And I, my axiom is if it's more than 15,000, don't do an assignment. Mm -hmm. because the, either the seller or the end buyer is going to say, you're gouging me, you've made too much money, and they're not going to close. They're going to try to whittle you down at closing. Right. So I, I'm a proponent of both. Double closing if you have a decent profit, 10000 or less, assign the contract. There's no other question. Just don't pay double closings if you don't have to. All right. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. So you've learned a lot. And knowing what you know now, what would you do, do differently if you started all over again from scratch? Okay, let's say that you came to me and blindfolded me, took me up on a plane, dropped me in an unknown city. There you go. What would I do then? Okay. If I only had a laptop and no money for advertising, first thing I would do in the evening is build my buyer's list. And in the daytime, I'd either drive for dollars if I had a car or I'd door knock. 
And that's the way to start it. And if you couldn't drive because you didn't have a car and didn't want to pay for Uber, what I would suggest you do is learn how to wholesale to other wholesalers and resell their deals. I have very successful students that never see a property, never put up an earnest money deposit, and just had built large buyers lists and resell other wholesalers' deals. Just get a little little cut in there. Yeah, well, when you say little, sometimes I'll see if because I do the transactional funding, an A to B leg where the uh, B to C is making nine thousand, but then there's a C to D leg, and because he had a better buyers list, he's reselling that wholesale deal for another forty grand. Wow. Yeah. So you got to have the the strong buyers list if you're going to succeed. That makes sense. So Dave, you've been working with people for many, many years, teaching, training, coaching, that kind of stuff. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see newbie real estate investors making when they're just getting started? I call it archaic thinking because I don't do things the way most people do. And one of the things that people believe is they have to make a perfect offer. They have to understand after repair value, they have to estimate repairs, and then make the perfect offer. Mm-hmm. That's not what we do. We have a, a systemized program, it's automated, it just simply makes an offer. Now, if our offer is accepted, we pay too much. Boom. We know that though, and we have an inspection period. If we're not paid, if we are not accepted, which is what 99% of the time we expect to happen, we then start into this negotiation round process that we have. And only two things can happen. Somebody else pays too much money. We can't compete with that and let them get stuck with the property. Or we're the last man standing. And actually, in many cases, the realtor will call us back and say, by the way, is your offer still good? Two months later. Right. And it's not. We have to renegotiate. I think that's the key word there is you get it tied up. If they accept the offer (laughs) too easily, then you're worried that you've overpaid or you might overpay then. You get it tied up and then you renegotiate to get the price right. This is a game and when you learn how to play it very well, negotiation is the biggest part of it. Awesome. All right, Dave. So when you're working with real estate investors, who's kind of your ideal kind of person that you like to work with? The most successful students I have came to me not having done any deals. Having newbies. Absolute newbies, Mm -hmm. but open-minded newbies. The newbies who come to me and have watched a thousand YouTube videos are very set in their ways. Hmm. They're indoctrinated into, you have to know ARB, you have to know repairs. No, you don't. Um, So I can't fight that. And I say this all the time. I spend 30% of my day arguing with new students who have never done a deal, trying to convince me that they're doing it wrong when they're not doing anything. (laughs) So what do you think is the biggest problem you solve for newbie investors? I think overcoming fears. I've diagnosed 28 serious fears. And what I did is I solved every one of them. It's very simple. I put them in the videos. They're on my YouTube channel. So if you said to me, I can't do that because tell me what it is. I'd be number 29. I'd be surprised. (laughs) I would think if you've documented 28 of them, you've pretty much heard everything there is. Yeah. Sounds like it. So let's say somebody wants to get going with wholesaling what would be one action they could take a valuable action they could take to, to get started? You know, obviously as a hiring a coach and that sort of thing, but an actual action to get into the wholesaling business. Well, that's a good question. I would say interview your coach. 
In other words, instead of going to a meeting and having you know, 200 people in the room and rushing to the back and so on and so forth, mm -hmm. if you can't talk to the mentor or the coach, uh, something's wrong because he's the one who should be guiding you, not somebody else out of another city that wasn't successful in their own right. This is a, a serious game. Once you learn how to play it, it's amazing. You have to fail forward. What I tell students is don't get discouraged. The more you fail, the closer you are to success, and it's true. All right. So, David, you've probably heard this before because you've been in the business for a long time, but people might say, well, wholesaling sounds great for making chunks of money, but what about long-term wealth creation through holding on to real estate or getting some passive, so-called passive income from rental revenues, those sort of things. What is your take on that? In the real world with my students, here's what I do. I focus on wholesale, wholesale, wholesale. As they do that, they're going to cherry pick out what are incredibly good rehabs. Instead of reselling them, I get them into the mode of, here's the cost estimates. You cannot go wrong. I don't say that, but I know they can't because they've just got too big a spread. Mm -hmm. I try and focus them on lipstick on a pig. Rather than a complete rehab, just touch it up, countertops, flooring, maybe a bathroom vanity, but no building the new kitchen and all. They get 85 or 90% of retail. The next thing they get into as they continue to have a cash flow because they're still wholesaling is they'll come into a rental property. And the rental property is at a cap rate of 12 when the rest of the market's at six. And I say to them, here's an opportunity. Here's how you get financing. Here's one to hold. I just had uh, a student purchase a cap rate of 4%. And I encouraged it because the rents were one third of market value. Wow. So now that's 4% turns into 12. <laughs> yeah. 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 So basically if I'm understanding you correctly, it's what you're encouraging your students to do is focus on wholesaling and every once in a while, a super duper deal is going to come along that makes sense for them to either rehab themselves or to buy and hold, maybe rehab, but hold as a long-term rental property. Is that correct? Correct. When you learn how to wholesale rental properties as we do, Nan and I have owned over a thousand doors, but never more than two days. And what we do is we wholesale it on a formula. It's called a rental return calculator. So if we buy it on a 15% cap rate and sell it on an 8% cap rate, which is market value, that could be a $40,000 spread. Right. So I encourage the students, and it's also typically about two to three years of net income. So we've never had a tenant or toilet. But to accumulate wealth, you're going to have to have something. Now, for myself, people say to me all the time, what do you do since you don't like tenants and toilets? I loan money. Hmm. My cap rates run from 20 to 40%. They're not cap rates. They're net income on loans. So you're basically a hard money lender. I'm basically a transactional funder. Okay. Not a hard money lender. I don't like hard money lending. Hmm. It comes with a market risk of carrying it, but for transactional funding, I'm the lowest guy in the industry. I get one point of $50 wire fee for one day. Now the question is, how many days a year can I do it? Right. As many as I can. There you go. All right, well, that makes sense. So, Dave, you talked a little bit about your YouTube channel. What is, do people just type Dave Dinkle into YouTube to find your videos? It's all they have to do, type it in, and one of the first videos is gonna be that 30-day challenge. The benefit is I tell you where the deals came from too. Right. So one of the obvious questions is where do you get your deals? You'll see them right there. Makes sense. Perfect. 
All right. Are there any other places that you'd like to send people if they want to find out more about you and what, what you're up to, Dave? Just produced. I do a lot of production of books. I like to produce courses and books. And I just finished one, what I call hybridism. It's the biggest change in the real estate industry in 50 years. That's also the subtitle. And basically it talks about how realtors can morph into investors. They have credibility with a license. They can prospect for sellers in two formats. Let me list it. Oh, and by the way, it's in really bad shape. I can, you know, why are you selling? The most important question you can ask a seller. And if it's time related, you can buy the property from you. Don't need money to do it. I show you how to do that all in the book. If you send me an email, it's Dave Dinkle at Gmail. I'll send you the book at no cost. All right. That's fantastic. Okay. And, um, just to wrap things up, we've got about one more minute here, Dave. What would be the most valuable tip that you would give people, you know, based on all your years of experience? Well, that's a good one. And I'd have to say to you that do not be overcome by failure. The, if you said to me, I, I have students that single-handedly uh, produce over a million dollars net a year. They don't have, you know, 15 people in crews and stuff like that. And if you said to me, what's different about them? It's that they don't quit. They take the grief and aggravation every day and just keep peddling. The results are phenomenal. Real estate has no equal in terms of generating cash flow, minimum cost, and everything. I don't have a big inventory in the garage and so on. So persistence and consistence. I have what I call a trilogy of truths. And it's very simple. Three words, three times. I am fearless no more excuses, and it doesn't matter. And on the I am fearless, that doesn't mean you're reckless either. It means the things you don't want to do, you do them first. Go after them and get them done. No more excuses. That's why people don't uh, procrastinate and they don't get ahead. And that's my uh, three stories. <laughs> Perfect. What was the last one again? So you had no more excuses? I am fearless, no more excuses, and it doesn't matter. 99% of the time, the things we worry about when they finally happened, they weren't what we thought. And after being in this uh, you know, world for 74 years, I can tell you with a lot of experience, the things that are most devastating are the things we never thought were gonna happen, like an automobile accident. You can't plan for that. Right. It's not you that did the accident, it's the other guy. So keep most moving. Most of what we worry about never comes to pass anyhow, right? Most typically. And when it does, it's not what we thought it was going to be. It's not as big of a deal. <laughs> very well said, Dave. Well, very nice to meet you virtually online. And thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Well, thanks very much for checking out the Property Profits podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. Be very, very much appreciated. And if you're looking to create a regular flow of inbound investor inquiries about your real estate deals, then I invite you to attend one of my upcoming live online demonstrations. And you can check that out at InvestorAttractionDemo.com. Take care.